Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned in to Seek to Teach Radio. Thank you for taking the opportunity to share with us. Feel free to weigh in on the discussion by calling 646-595-4499. Now, here are your hosts, Ministers Robert Hale and Daheem Wells. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Seek to Teach Radio. Greetings to you all. Um, definitely, definitely have an interesting show for us tonight. Um, I just want to start off by saying um, in Matthew 4, verses 18 through 20, we find Jesus when he came across Peter and Andrew. And in verse 19, um, you know, he, after realizing they're fishermen, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men said that immediately they left their nets and followed him. So basically there's a process. So whereas once we follow Christ, then the next thing we do, like from the moment we follow Christ and receive the Holy Spirit, we're enabled, we're empowered, and we have the of the anointing, the authority to evangelize. And what we want to talk about is that word evangelism. And um, I'm going to um, introduce my co-host, and I'm going to allow him to introduce our special guest, Minister Hill. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good evening, Brother Wells. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, tonight, uh, and, let's go ahead. Go ahead, Brother Wells. No, go ahead. I'm waiting for you. Go ahead. Tonight, tonight, uh, we got a special guest. Um, she's um. She's definitely uh, an evangelist. She has been ordained and set in place by God to be an evangelist, and she truly walks in that that ministry, that gifting, and that purpose of God. Um, She's a a member of our local assembly, me and Brother Wells, and she goes by the name of her born name was Mary Long. And so we want to bring on and introduce to um, our audience the evangelist uh, Mary Long. Uh, evangelist Long, are you there? I'm here, sir. Good evening to you both. God bless you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come on tonight and share the good news of Jesus Christ and to talk about the thing that's in my heart. Um, evangelism is something that God has called me to do, and I'm excited about it. So thank you so much for the invite, gentlemen. We're, we're definitely um you know, we were thrilled to have you on. You know, I shared with you before and some of our listeners that have been with us for a while, they know that we've gone through the various offices, um, what some may refer to in going into five-fold ministry, but we went through the various offices and we definitely touched on the office of evangelism. But I think that this is this will be an interesting opportunity for us to speak to you because although you are um, officially um, an ordained evangelist. From what I've known, the years that I've known you, I've seen you moving in that office, per se, um, you know, where what we're ordained and what it is that God has called us to be. We're definitely that before we get handed a piece of paper or get oil poured on our head or anything like that, and it should be evident. And anyone that knows you and knows anything about you, they're going to say it's evident that you're an evangelist. 
And um, I, you know, I, I just look forward to the opportunity. I'm sure um, my partner, Minister Hill, I'm sure he has some good questions for you as well. But I like to say, you know, you're definitely saying something as far as being excited about um, evangelism. And this is something, like I said, that I've known, I've seen in you since I've known you. And this was probably you were maybe a deacon. It's probably before you were a minister. You know, I've I've seen the the evangelism in you in terms of it was just evident. It's something that all of us has have have in us to an extent to evangelize because that's the I, I think about the purpose of us being saved. I may have mentioned that to you. What I thought about was okay. Well, we're saved, and it's all these things that we want to do for God, or maybe we don't know what it is that we should be doing. But the purpose of God leaving us here in the earth after being saved is to become fishers of men, and that that comes through evangelizing. So what I'd like to ask, like what I'd like to know outside of, you know, of course, you're having the boldness and the Holy Spirit baptism, but, you know, the Scripture says, he that winneth souls is wise. So is there a certain passion that you have, or is it something um, you know, that, that kicks in, that just gives you that burden or that desire to just want to share the good news when you can and, and, and win souls, you know, as far as outreach to, to unbelievers or even outreach to some who may be backslidden or may not be, be that strong? Like, is there a certain drive? How, how does that process look for you? Well, for me, it's always, I recognize the fact that there was a time when I was not saved. And so it's, it's by the grace of God that I am saved now, but always able to recognize the fact that God loved that person and God loved me when I was in my mess and he didn't turn his back on me when I was in my mess. And if God can save me, I know that he can save that person that may be in a backslidden stage or that person that may not have come to Christ just yet. The fact that God, he, you know, he gave his son for everybody and what's so awesome is that all you have to do is be able to not judge the person, but be able to relate to them, not compromise. I'm not going where they are in their sin, but I can't judge them because I understand I've been there, and it's only by the grace of God that he pulled me out. And so my passion is to be able to tell somebody, you know what, I've been there. I may not have done that sin, but I've been in sin before, so I recognize it. And so it's the mercy and the grace of God that's on my life that I am saved, and I want somebody else to be able to taste of that thing. The Bible says that, you know, God has given each one of us the ministry of reconciliation. And so you said it earlier, he's called us, once he's called us, he's called us to be fisher, fishermen, and we're supposed to be able to go out and win souls for Christ. And so I, that passion is in me because I recognize that I was there once before. And so the, it's the love of Christ that causes me to want to give them some of that very thing that God has given unto me. It's just a, a passion that I have for the Lord. And that's well said. Um, I, I, had a, I had a question um, in the calling of an evangelist. When did you really, as you learned about God through his word and you learned about the office, when did you really uh, believe and know that this was God, that this is the office that God was calling you to? Did you have, did you think it was uh, any of the other offices or you knew it because the passion that you have for the for outreach and the passion that you have to reach people, when was it um, clearly recognizable in your spirit 
was it God's voice calling you or was it something that, that God just showed you through his word that you knew? I, I believe, God, I, I am called to, to do this work. Because we understand one thing I do know about you, you 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 out in the vineyard and you're always finding somebody to witness to. And for myself, as I saw uh, you operating, um, I, it looked as if, just as if Jesus, because in all of Jesus' ministry, evangelism was the greatest and the most he did because he was always on the move evangelizing. So as for you personally, when did you recognize it? What was it that, that kind of confirmed and recognized that this was the calling that was on your life? I would say probably about five years after I got saved. I, now, I didn't walk in the office immediately. It took years because God was perfecting and he was preparing me. But probably about five years into my salvation, I recognized the fact I knew that God was calling me to the office. I knew that it would take some time because, it's you know, like you said, that's probably one of the things that Jesus is most concerned about is those who walk in the office of right. the evangelism because he wants us to be able to evangelize to the lost. So probably within five years I knew, but I knew that God wanted to perfect those things concerning me. He still is. He's still working on me. Right, right. I knew he had called me, and then it was confirmed through my leader, and that's the one thing I believe that when God calls us, he, he gives it to us first, and then he will confirm it through your leadership that's around you that you're submitted to, and then at God's appointed time because you know, I never was anxious to walk in any office. My desire, because we're all called to to win souls, so in all, it's a title I give God the glory for. But ultimately, you know, I, I God used my leaders to confirm what He had already placed in me. And when the time was appointed, God said, "Okay, now you're ready to handle it." Because uh, there, uh, unfortunately, people sometimes when when God calls them to an office, they may walk. You know, pride has a tendency to set in. And so to ensure that, you know, all of that stuff that may have hindered me from moving in the office, God had to purge me of some things to perfect me before he could allow me to actually have the certificate and and, uh, bring me before men so that men and women would be able to see the call and recognize the call of God openly. That's that's good. And I I, I got a couple of thoughts as as I heard you say that, you know, as you kind of went through that. Um, that process, because what I'm what I'm hearing, of course, um, it's we have different offices that um, different people may partake in, regardless of what their calling is or you know where it is that they're going as far as in their growth path. But we have certain things. It's just amazing. I, I recall myself getting saved back in 2001. And, you know, the day before, you know, I'm into all sorts of things that, you know, have nothing to do with the things of God, but I got saved, like, very late, like maybe like 1 a.m. or something when I'm out. And um, immediately, you know, I started to feel different. And when I when I woke up the next day, I had, you know, I'm not saying like it's anything magical or anything, but I could tell that there was something different about me to a point that I actually had to talk to a couple of people about it just to get an understanding, like, as to why it was that I wanted to share. All, the only thing I knew at that time was I wanted to share my experience. 
So, um, you know, I, I accepted Christ, and, you know, I wasn't in a church environment, but it had been planted and embedded in me from from my youth. But um, I knew it was something that I wanted to share my experience. I didn't, I couldn't take you to a specific scripture. I couldn't, you know, uh, tell you about different offices, gifts, callings, really um, even telling you the difference between the Old Testament and the New. I didn't know these things, but there was something in me. And this is what, you know, when we get into the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the things that he develops, I was able to simply, I, I know I could simplify what it was I experienced and why, and it was amazing that even in sharing that, just a little bit I know and a little bit I went through, people could see an example, and they were able to just um, identify with that and want to be saved as well. So um, it, it's something that's interesting. You know, when I talk about all offices, is not something that we all flow in. So as far as offices, everyone doesn't have a little bit of apostle in them. Everyone doesn't have necessarily the prophet in them. But we definitely do, um, as the Holy Spirit teaches us, and, of course, our platform is about teaching. So, of course, I'm going to put teaching there, but I don't, I don't put teaching above any um, any other gift or office. And I, I actually look at evangelism um, and the evangelist at being at, at the top because of the fact that, um, and, of course, everything works together but it has to be a voice. It has to be someone, you know, doing what John the Baptist was out there doing, um, you know, uh, proclaiming uh, that, that things were changing, that the world would be changed upside down, that Christ was coming. So that has to be there. And it's almost like, I want to say almost like a cheat code because it's something that's in you already to do, but it's some, something that some of us shot away from. So what I'd like to know is um you know I I know some that people may not have it in their personality. You may have more of an outgoing personality, but really it doesn't necessarily come down come down to how what your personality is. But um as as an evangelist, as someone who walks in that office, I look at you as someone who's really at the bottom line. They're supposed to have a strong evangelistic impact, and then also. Be an example, and that's that's a great thing. You know, Paul talks about marking um, a man and talks about, you know, do do the things as, as I do. So it's the honor that God has set you apart to be an example. But what would you say to, to, to someone who um, is a new believer and, you know, they may not be that confident? You hear like, well, I don't really know how to pray or I don't really know the scriptures like that, what would you say in terms of, you know, even reflecting on your own experience, how you would deal with um, one leading them to Christ or leading them back to Christ? How, how, would, how would I approach that if I'm nervous and, you know, a little intimidated about sharing the gospel? That's a great question. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, for an evangelist, in most cases, we're out front and, you know, there may be more than one or two people, but it doesn't it doesn't have to be a big audience. It's you and one other person. And I think you said it best that you, you people you said something about something was different. And I you know, I, I wanted to tell other people, I talked to other people about the fact that something different has happened in my life when you first got saved. And when you can put aside your fees, put aside the fact that 
um, you know, I'm, I don't have the boldness that maybe somebody else, the, the person that led me to Christ or, you know, the person that talked about Christ to me, I don't have that boldness just yet. It doesn't take a lot to just tell somebody your story. Tell them what's changed in your life. Tell them how you, there's something different about me. I don't have a desire to do some of the things I used to do. You know, I used to get high. I don't have that desire anymore. I used to, you know, drink. I don't have that desire anymore. I want to please God, and I want to find a way to please him because he saved me from hell. And you'd be able to communicate the fact. When you think about the fact that hell is real, and you don't want to see and a lot of times you got to start small. Start with somebody in your house that you know they're not saved. Start with somebody that you're comfortable with. And you build up to the point where it doesn't have to be somebody that you know or somebody that, that's close to you. But, you know, God doesn't mind you taking time and, and, and spending time with somebody that you're close to that doesn't know Jesus, that doesn't have a clue who he is. And building yourself up so that when you get amongst somebody that you're not as comfortable with because you've already had an opportunity to tell your family member, tell that close friend about your experience that you had and how your life has changed, then you'll be ready to talk to the next person. Then you get your confidence up, and then you'll talk to the next person. And your confidence, you'll begin to build confidence to the point that that intimidation will eventually go away, that shyness will eventually go away because ultimately – you don't want to see anybody go to hell. You don't want to see anybody in a place that there's no hope. There's no. They're in a place of despair. When you see people that are in a place of despair and they don't have any hope because there's so much compassion and love in you because what you've experienced, then you want to tell them about Jesus. It doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen. So my suggestion is find something that you can identify with that person with and start small and build up. And eventually you'll be ready to tell everybody that Jesus saved. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Hell, you, you have a follow-up for me? Yeah, I have a follow-up. Um, in in the office of, of an evangelist, I have two-part uh, question uh, for you, Mr. Uh, Long. Um, first, in your own words, I want you to give uh, the listeners just a definition. We know we know the biblical term. We know what it means. But in your own words, from your own heart, I want you to give a biblical definition. And then I want you to kind of explain, even as you go out there and evangelize, um, um, before before you even get to that point, um, as you're praying, as you're in prayer to God, because one thing uh, as an evangelist, Sometimes we have to be careful of, of who, you know, we're talking to. You know, we have to be careful because uh, we have to choose our words even wisely because we can get into, even in the process of evangelizing, we can get into a condemnation, not that we're condemning, but in the hearer's ear. Uh, if we're not careful, um, that's why I understand the scripture that he that went of souls is wise because you have to use a lot of wisdom even in just talking to people because uh, because of what you're talking about. So as you approach someone, I guess as a follow-up to Minister Wells or Brother Wells' question, as you approach them before you even go out there, um, what do you do? Do you seek the face of God, which I, I believe you do, but even in that, 
Uh, the scripture says, let the meditation of my of my mouth and let the meditation of my heart and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight. Is that a prayer that you go through to make sure that what you're saying to the people is of God being led by God? Because sometimes, you know, we already at times given a name as if we're trying to judge them. So as you go out to witness, what is your preparation? Uh, what do you do you spend time before you even go out? Um, is, is your meditation time? You say, well, let me meditate. Because, I mean, the expectation, because you don't know who you'll run up against. And even when you approach somebody, uh, are you really listening for God? Should I go to this person? Should I go to that person? Because sometimes you can turn people off if we try to jam uh, the gospel down somebody's throat. So what I'm saying is in your discernment, uh, talk about the importance of, of discernment in that office. Uh, if you could share that with us, uh, Sister Long. You got it. So there were um, three parts to what you just asked. First one was <laughs> yeah, you said to, yeah. in my own words, to give you a definition yeah. of evangelism. And it's very simple to me. It's about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. It's it's you know Sometimes we try to make it more difficult than what it is, but it really is right. about sharing the, my experiences, you know, what God has done for me. Because especially, it just depends on who you run into. They may not even know any what the Bible is. We don't know, yeah. and so you got it has to be so simple that even a baby can understand it. So for me, that's yeah. part one of your question is just sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And then the next thing you said, what's my preparation as I go to witness? And so for me, it's always about first seeking the face of God, and then asking God to allow me to come in contact with those he desires for me to come in contact with. God, who is it that you want me to minister to today? Let them be in the right place at the right time. And, God, I pray that they're ready to receive what it is that you want me to say to this person. And then when discernment kicks in, you'll know, okay, God, you're not that person's not ready just yet. So go over to this one. That person, that person is ready. They're right to receive it's the the Bible says that, you know, God sends one person to water. He sends one person to drop the seed, another person to water, and it's him right. that, gets, that gives the increase. And so what happens is I may be the one that's uh, dropping the seed, the seed of salvation, the one that's telling that person that, you know, trouble don't last always. It don't always have right. to be like this. I, you know, I might be the one that's that's putting the water on that seed where that person told them that trouble don't last always, and then I'm coming back confirming the fact that God got you back. All you got to do is give it to Him, and then ultimately He'll be the one to to get the increase. All all He wants us to do is lift Him up, and He'll draw men to Him ultimately because it's, it's not about us at all. But really, it's about preparation and prayer, like you said, asking God to get. The Bible says that he's given us the tongue of the learned, that we might have a word and season to those who might be going through, to those who might be with. So that's been my prayer even before I became an evangelist. That was one of my favorite scriptures in Isaiah where it says, God, I need the tongue of the learned. So I... I'll know what to say. I'll have a word in season to that person that's weary. And when your heart is pure towards God and that's what you want, you that's what you want, God, I just want to have a word to encourage this person, then he will do the rest. 
All we have to do is have enough faith to trust him says, God, I want to say only what you want me to say. I want that person to receive. And there are going to be times that they're not going to receive it right then and there. But guess what? I was just the one to drop the seed. Somebody else will come along, and they're going to water that seed. And then when, when God when God said, okay, enough is enough, he knows how to pluck that person out of where they are. But we had enough faith to go out and to evangelize and to believe God that that person well, one day, they might not get saved that day, but the seed, the word of God, the seed of encouragement is in them, and they're going to get saved because we've done our part to go out, seek the face of God, pray, meditate, have enough discernment to know who to go to at the right appointed time. And it, it's all about faith and trusting God to lead you and to guide yes. you in the way that you should go. Yeah, that was, yes. that was um, just so powerful the way you answered that. I mean, I feel yes, so much was. even um, – you know, even thinking, you know, when you're going to that First Corinthians three six, you know, when it was important for for Paul to let them know, okay, well, you know, you have one that's planting, one that's watering, but it's God that's giving the increase because we're in a society of um, it's a microwave society, it's instant right. gratification, and a lot of it, um, even in any of the gifts, gifting that we flow in. Um, or even just, you know, the natural gifts of the Holy Spirit that, you know, that God gives when we get saved. Sometimes we want to take credit for it or we feel a certain way, and it's about glorifying God. And what we can't do, we can't get discouraged because we poured our heart out and shared, you know, every scripture and every part of the apostles' doctrine that we could, and that person seemed unaffected because you never know um, you never know when that's going to hit that person again. Because like, that's exactly what happened to me. Because I certainly was not in church when I got saved, but it's a lot that hit me that I didn't realize. So what I hear in that is that it's very important for us to just also just be an example. Because something that um, someone came across, Minister Hill, they might have ran across him and he spoke to them or they may have saw you out there um, evangelizing when when they're when we're doing something in the community, they could look at this person and say, you know what, oh, that person is saved, or I've seen this person with this person. And, and you know, they, they just think on these things. So it's just important for us to just live. It's, it's nothing um, unnatural about it. You know, it doesn't have to seem like we're doing something like some um, sales pitch, we're telemarketing or anything like that but it's really just being led by the Spirit. So I, I just really want to thank you. Um, next week we're going to be talking more on evangelism because we do have a great event coming up soon for those in the Hampton Roads area. We're definitely going to get more information out there. Uh, it will be on the Seek to Teach um, page, and also we're going to get more information. We're going to do a show around that. So, again, we just like to thank you again for, for joining us and just sharing your wisdom, sharing your experience. And um, if you could, we have a couple minutes left, about two minutes left. Could you just close us out just with a with with a brief prayer? And I really like to pray, really for boldness and consistency in the body of Christ. You know, for for those of us that may be nervous, or even those of us that just have that we are still here to be winning winning souls. So. Evangelist um, Long, if you could just close us out, and we definitely do love you. We thank you again. Yes, God bless yes. you both. Thank you so much for the opportunity. 
Father, we just thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. God, we just thank you for your love and your kindness, God. We thank you for this radio broadcast, God. We thank you that, God, you're right in the midst of it, God. And so we bless you for that on tonight. We pray, O oh God, that you would just continue to give the body of Christ boldness and consistency and wisdom to do your will. God, we pray your blessings upon the lives of your people. God, continue to strengthen us to do your work. God, we bless you now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Thank amen. you again. Remember, everyone listening, as long as you seek, the Holy Spirit will teach. Just remember to subscribe on the podcast app, or you can follow us at blogtalkradio.com. Thanks again. God bless. God bless. Good night.